0: Next on MLR Weekly, San Diego Director of Rugby and Head Coach Danny Lee, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, and John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Rugby Wrap-Ups MLR Weekly brought to you by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig & Whistle New York City, the world's best rugby pub. And Lean & Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. presented by rugby wrap-up matt mccarthy in new york city thank you for joining us once again much appreciated we have a great show for you we don't think you'll be disappointed we have san diego legion head coach and director of rugby danny lee we have brian ray of america's rugby news and we have john fitzpatrick of rugby morning and john before i officially welcome you into the program ladies and gentlemen i just want to point out that you need to sign up for the rugby morning newsletter every morning I get my intel, my info, in bullet point form about all things all over the globe. One line, easy to read sentences for idiots like me. And it tells me where and when I can watch stuff. So I look really smart stealing from Rugby Morning and America's Rugby News from Brian Ray. With that, John, welcome back to MLR Week.
1: Hey, Matt. And just so you know, I did not pay Matt to say any kind words about the Rugby Morning newsletter
0: not yet but he will
1: oh he'll pay anyway what do you got for us john yeah matt well you know it's things are looking pretty sunny in san diego just like midtown manhattan behind you i can't believe the snow's all gone but the san diego legion they're bringing the band back together they've announced that they've re-signed 41 year old wonder ma nanu he'll turn 42 in may but matt he is not the oldest player in mlr history Renny
0: I.E. of the L.A. Guiltinis was technically the oldest, and he came off the, out of the coaching room playing some old boys
1: and performed admirably for the L.A. Guiltinis. Well, Matt, before we move on, I, I got to talk about this real quickly. We've got Guiteau and Nanu back together. What is this, 1999? Is Prince back? Are we worried about Y2K? I mean, what is going on in San Diego there?
0: Well, waiting in the green room is Director of Rugby and Head Coach Danny Lee of San Diego, and he might have some answers to that, but in the meantime, I'd just say 99 Paloons
1: Max! Hey, sticking with the head coaching news here, the Dallas Jackals, they've announced that they have signed Nate Osborne. You may remember him from his time at Nova Gold and also O'Glory, D.C., but Matt, I guess his appearances on the Rugby Odds really was a springboard for bigger and better things, huh?
0: His most significant exposure across the globe was on the rugby odds. And yes, uh, uh, Nate is back in the coaching ranks, which is a great thing for the league. And he's gonna have to give us an envelope under the
1: table. Next! Hey, Matt, I know we're all kind of waiting on the news about the Charlotte Hawks here, but I did wanna bring up that the American Raptors have announced their 2024 roster. Their season kicks off in Super Rugby Americas in February. I think they've got about six players here tommy clark being one of them from seattle john lefebvre from old glory dc and, and 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 thomas marani from san diego legion again all mlr experience there they also did have one more player who's a little bit controversial former scotland u.s eligible wing rufus mclean But Matt, I got to ask you a question here. Now that the Hawks are coming into MLR, what does that say about the American Raptors and their kind of development?
0: I would say now with the Hawks coming into Major League Rugby that the dynamic around the Raptors changes and maybe they're going to get more focus from some fans watching what they do because maybe, you know, we could call them now the developmental side for USA Rugby in a way. And I know I'm going to get crushed on Reddit for saying that, but, hey, that's why I get the big bucks. Uh, uh, it'll be curious to watch what happens with the Raptors now.
1: Next! Man, I think the biggest news of the week, and, you know, in Journalism 101, they say not to bury the lead. but how about Wales? They have announced their roster for the Six Nations, and it does not include international superstar wing Louis Reese zemmett Do you know why?
0: Well why i'm wearing black today is because i'm in mourning because reese Zamet was a big find for me in my super brew fantasy teams and now he's out and he's going to play in the nfl or try to play in the nfl he's 22 he's got the he's got the rugby world by the rugby balls and he's leaving to go to the nfl or try uh, i'm very frustrated i get it but the you know the the path to the nfl is not, uh, is not an easy one for a rugby code player transferring over at 22 and wondering what position he's going to play and how long he's going to give it a shot. But Gloucester has welcomed him back at any given point in the future. They've already said that. So
1: have at it. Yeah, as you mentioned, he's going to be joining the NFL International Player Pathway program, so he has a chance to latch on probably for the next two years on an NFL team's practice squad. I think the expectation of him making an NFL roster, a 53-man active roster within the first year is unrealistic, so maybe two or three years. But two or three years out, and we're talking about the 2027 Rugby World Cup. You know, Wales not to have LRZ, that's going to have a huge impact on the team. Look, for rugby fans, having L. R. Z. in the NFL would be cool, but the average NFL fan has no idea who Wales's international superstar wing is. So, it's going to be an interesting project. There have been some other rugby players that have tried to crack into the NFL with Aiden with some Smith with the New amount. York
0: Jets, right? Yeah.
1: So, wishing him success. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you're a Welsh fan, you just, this is just bad news. One of you great up-and-coming young guns. A Scoring threat from anywhere on the field is now coming to the United States, and he's going to need sunblock in Florida.
1: Next! Man, I want to close out on this. You probably saw it. The British and Irish Lions announced that there's going to be a women's tour. They're going to play in New Zealand against the Black Ferns, so, you know, I know... Some folks are excited about it. Others say it's just copying the men's tour. But still, nonetheless, I think it's a it's a neat opportunity and looking forward to seeing that come together.
0: I think it's a great thing. It's an exciting thing. Some of the most exciting rugby I've seen in the last year have been in the, on, on the woman's side. So more power to them. Rooting for it. We'll watch.
1: Next. Matt, the only thing I'm going to close out on is when are the Hawks going to get announced? That's a hawk by the way. When's the season schedule coming out for MLR? That's all I want to know.
0: Uh, that's the cliffhanger for next week's episode. On that note, I want to thank John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning, and we're going to take a quick break before we welcome in Danny Lee, the director of rugby and head coach of the San Diego Legion, after this. Diggs Lake, a demented mole there. Need a great
2: price on a new vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. Easy Price shows you our lowest prices on the Mid-Atlantic's largest selection. Find your best price online or at any of our 31 dealerships.
3: It's easy
1: at Sheehy.
0: You need your cleats. You need them tomorrow. If you order today by 3 p.m. New York time or noon L.A. time, they can have them to you tomorrow. Young, old, male, female, if you're playing on turf, if you're playing on grass, if you're playing in the rain, you're playing in the heat, they've got you covered. RugbyNow.com. Go there now. And we're back, and we're back with head coach slash director of rugby of the San Diego Legion, Danny Lee. Danny, welcome back to MLR Weekly.
3: Good morning. Uh, It's good to be back. Thanks very much for having me, Matt.
0: It's always a pleasure, Coach. And Coach, just for the folks at home that don't know this, you're from Hastings, New Zealand. Uh, you played for the All Blacks. You've had a a great rugby career that turned into a, a professional coaching career. I just wanted to point out, as an All Black, You scored a try in half your test matches. 50% of your All Blacks test matches, you scored a try, sir, which has to be one of the highest percentages in All Blacks history, certainly higher than the guys they picked ahead of you, like Justin Marshall and Weep Boo and Kelleher. And (laughs) Justin Marshall, I might add, only scored a try in a quarter of his 81 appearances with the All Blacks. So, I just want to clear the air here, uh, everybody out there in New Zealand and across the hemispheres. This guy got short shrift. That's what I want <laughs> to say.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're not letting on to everyone that I only played two games. So uh, one try from two games, you're fifty percent. But no, fifty percent is
0: fifty percent. Dan,
3: I was, I was, Dan. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, I was lucky to. To be involved in the All Blacks, uh, loved every minute of it. It Was a childhood dream, Um, and to be out there wearing the black jersey was was something very special. Um, And to get across the line, as as you say, my first was on uh, on debut as well. The the trial was on debut, so I'll I'll cherish that. But yeah, would have. Does it get
2: any better than that?
3: Would have uh, yes, playing England at Twickenham in front of you know seventy five thousand people was pretty hard to beat.
0: All right, so let's go to your Super Rugby career. You played the bulk of your matches in Super Rugby with Chiefs by Cato, but you also played with the Highlanders and the Blues, and you had a cup of coffee with the Hurricanes. Uh, you also played in Wales. You played for Newport Gwent Dragons, which are now known as Dragons, right? Yep. So you have a, a sensibility of all things Welsh rugby, and I wanted to ask you what your take was on the Louis rees Zamet
3: announcement that he's gonna go and pursue an NFL career. Yeah, I, I had a couple of years in Wales. It was great for us as a family. My kids were only young. Um it was cold and miserable like yeah, you'd expect wet <laughs> and wet in, in Wales. And but you know we we met some good people and made some good friendships and I enjoyed, you know, those couple of years and, and then I end up retiring after that. But I saw that come out yesterday. It's it's one of those ones where there's only been you know, maybe a handful of, of rugby players try and cross codes um, into the football program. Um He his his ability and the way that he plays the game could fit. I'm not sure what position he would play in football. He'd be um, a wide
0: receiver, or would he be like a safety? I'm, yeah, yeah, I mean, he could I play would, both sides of the ball. Really, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, and because because he's come from a rugby background, he he probably has that ability to play both sides but with football you can be offside you're in front of the ball you know you can get smoke from anyone from every direction so right. those little things i think will will be the biggest significance for him changing codes and having a crack is the uncertainty of what's going on in front of you so it, it'll take him a little bit of time i like you hope he he cracks on and, and uh and makes the most of it you know yeah, 100%. rugby you know it's like
0: yeah. why not okay so let's cut to present day uh, you're the director of rugby and head coach of the San Diego Legion. Your team lost by a point to the New Zealand Free Jacks in an unbelievable epic final in Chicago. So I have a first question, and this one comes from one of our followers on Twitter, who says he's speaking for all of San Diego fans. Is the team feeling the pressure to cross the finish line and bring home the shield? Historically a great team, but
3: can't get over the hump pretty well most years. I think last year we we had a phenomenal season A couple of moments in the game. It could have gone either way. And and that's rugby. And that's that's why people love the game. You know. And uh, we we just had to go about our business in the off season and and look at what we were doing and you know, predominantly things are were, were working well for us and we're on the right track.
0: OK, you've got some superstars on your roster. Uh, I'm going to point to the number 10 position. You got Luke Burton, right? And he's an Aussie, right? He's from Perth. And then you just brought in some kid, some new newcomer named uh, Gitto Matt Gitto. He's also an Aussie. He's from Sydney. They're from opposite coasts, different philosophies <laughs> in Australia. Is this some some sort of Kiwi psychological warfare to get these guys to compete
3: against each other? We've got a, we've got a mix and um, our group. Players from all around the world, really. You know, we we've we've picked up uh you know a, a kid from Scotland who's got an American passport you know his parents we've got um guys from England we've we've, we've picked up uh, uh we've got tongan guys you know we've got australians kiwis south africans so we've we've got the world 15 you got a uh, kid from our, new york city in our group yeah and, from so, yep. and so the and then you've got the domestic guys from you know around the country as well as well as you know the the guys that are from here but yeah, we've we've been able, to, we've been lucky enough to pick up a few guys, and and those two that you mentioned um, as well. Um, we also picked up Lincoln McClutchy, who's a, a a Kiwi kid. He's he's another ten as well. So, um, but competition's good. I mean, competition breeds the best, and everyone um, within trainings are going to push each other. But yeah, it's just about, as you say, managing the squad as best as possible. And we probably didn't quite do that last year. And our aim is to do that better this year. So we got everyone firing, everyone putting their hand up for selection and then having that rotation a little bit through some of those positions.
0: You brought back Martinanu.
3: Yeah, I think there was there's probably two or three guys on that team last year that would have retired. I, I I put money on it without talking to them directly or speaking for them. My my belief is that two or three of them would have retired if we'd won. Um as you can imagine, the changing room was a pretty sombre affair after the game. And as much as, you know, you talk about what we've done through the year, that at one point in time, um, that was, it was a pretty sad place to be in. Um, and Ma's just one of them. He's one of those three that I thought would have retired if we'd won and gone out on a good note and everything that he's done and rugby around the world and especially for Legion would have been topped off. The feeling of that game um, afterwards, Drives people, and as you said, Mars coming back. He's got that same determined, um, um, determined uh, feeling of of going one better this year, and, and the same as, as as everyone else. So he's he's going to be another year older. Um, he's he's a guy that would possibly have to rotate a little bit more than what we did last year, but he, he's probably not going to want to hear that because he he wanted no, to get no, wait. No,
0: Again, no no player wants to hear that. They don't get Wait. they don't give a rat's ass about oh attrition. No. there's the length of the season, blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. Managing playing time when you're no, when your name is not called in that yeah. you know he's going to be he's going to be as
3: angry as what he would have been when he was twenty three <laughs> that him. that he wasn't playing. So that again, it's just managing him. Um, but like of, by all accounts, last season you know we had other guys in our squad that were twelves and. He was performing like every week. He was performing. He was doing things that we needed from him, and he held that spot on what he was doing rather than his reputation. So, he's going to come back, and, and he's going to try and do the same thing this year, which which is what I'm excited about. There's new coaches that are coming in that, that are quality coaches. So this whole MLR season is going to go up another peg or two. So we're gonna we're gonna work our best to try and put ourselves in a, in a good position come finals time.
0: And you got a new uh, re- renewed rivalry with the on the five, I guess it is the freeway, right to the, to Los Angeles.
3: Yep, yep, L.A. just up the road, um, obviously. So at least we know one week we're not uh, in an away game. We're not having to get on an airplane and fly at least three hours. We can you know bus up the road and, in a couple of hours and get into a game. So it's, yeah, it's 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 great for the West Coast to have you know a couple of teams up here now rather than us, um, and it's good for the competition.
0: All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and it's always a pleasure speaking rugby with you, sir. Thanks for coming on MLR Weekly.
3: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll be right back with Brian Ray of America's Rugby News after this. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. with Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. And Brian, before I welcome you in, uh, as I said to to John Fitzpatrick, I told people that, you know, they have to sign up for the Rugby Morning newsletter, but you also have to, you know, sign up for whatever you've got at America's Rugby News and go to America's Rugby News because, ladies and gentlemen, I only sound like I know what I'm talking about on a week-in, week-out basis because I see the Rugby Morning newsletter and America's Rugby News, and I steal from both Brian and John. So with that... Welcome to the program, Brian.
2: Yeah, you know, thankfully, uh, we don't actually have anything for anybody to sign up to. All you got to do is go to the site and read it all for free. So there you go. We're just thinking of you, everybody out there.
0: So, yeah, you you can use that energy to sign up for the Rugby Wrap-Up newsletter, which gets you the TRO and the MLR Weekly just once a week. All right. So what do you got for us, Brian? You You know, we just had Danny Lee, the Director of Rugby Slash Head Coach of San Diego, in before you. Uh, and I want you to put your Danny Lee cap on, and I want you to tell me how you would, you would de- divvy out playing time for the many stars on that team and some positions that are, are would be considered to have a glut at certain positions. So why don't you walk us through what you would do?
2: Yeah, he's got an interesting situation, doesn't I mean, is there a limit on the number of 40-year-olds you can put in the, the, the starting lineup all at once? So I'd have to check with MLR on that one. But certainly you don't want to be playing those guys. I mean, uh, you know, we, we were wondering if, if Ma Nani was coming back. And uh, I guess it was silly to wonder, obviously, what it was in the plan there to get Gitto in and, and then convince his buddy to come back for one one last victory lap. Uh, You know, they're, they're going to have to manage those guys. I mean, you know, as a as, as good shape as they are ridiculous for their age, really, Uh, you know, you don't want to be putting those guys in the fire for 16 weeks in a row. Now, if there's one team out there that has the depth to kind of cope with that, it is San Diego. You look at the roster top to bottom, you can do two completely different 15s, you know, that are just as strong as, as the one before that. So, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a, I mean, it's a good problem for Danny Lee to have, isn't it? I mean, they're training.
0: It's going to be unbelievable. All right, who's your st- opening day starting centers?
2: <laughs> well, if you are going opening day, you got to pull out the big guns. So it's not and Brocky. I mean, that's to me, those are the obvious starters. And it's just about managing those guys throughout the season. I mean, that's not to say who knows, you know, maybe they're you're not slotting, quite
0: sharp. You're slotting Brocky at center.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's where he played all the last year beside Ma'a. So I, don't, I think it makes sense to keep those two together. Uh, you know, they're both super experienced. They, they played with each other. They, they look good last year. So I don't see any reason unless they're, you know, they've fallen off a cliff in the offseason to, to break that up. Uh, I mean, hopefully a guy like, you know, Philly Money, one guy that uh, you know, put something out there to, to kind of say, okay, Maybe we should have a look at this guy or Ethan Grayson, this young lad who's coming from England certainly looks like a prospect so you want to see these young guys putting pressure on the older folks but they were straight off the bat Nanu and Brockie, yeah, no question I think with Gis as long as he's fit to go I mean, what a trio for opening day.
0: Uh, you know Renie or, or, or I.E is also in the wings if they need him he's <laughs> not there he's on the golf course. We brought him up earlier. Uh, all right, so let's move on. let's move on to their competition in the Western Conference. Uh, you got a guy behind you who was formerly coaching the gold. And he also had a run with the uh, old glory DC side as the interim head coach down there. We're talking of course, of Nate Osborne, who got back in the game because of the rugby odds and his appearances on that. So we we've already taken credit for that, but uh, what do you think of Nate going down to Dallas?
2: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. It's great to see him back in MLR. I mean, you know, he was, You don't want to see, especially coaches who've been around in in the United States for as long as he has, you know, and and really he kind of feels like a homegrown kind of product just the the amount of time he's put into American rugby. So you didn't want to see him out for long. He's such a likable guy. He's a great rugby brain. So I think it's a a good move for Dallas, Uh, you know, changes them up a little, gives them a little, uh, you know, a, a different kind of eyeball and, and and. Uh, a different set of, well, just a different thought process really to, to what they were doing. So I think it's going to be really interesting. He's, you know, he's certainly a creative coach. he will be coaching uh, the, the back line and on the attack. Hey, he's got a couple X arrows now to work with Mitch Richardson and, and Nick Ben. So that's great. I think they'll, they'll do well with him. I, I think it'll so where's be interesting. Dallas hat. Yeah, oh, where is it? That's a good question. Uh, Augustine Cavalieri, send it in the the mail to me. Um, you know, I, I I think Dallas says that he's got his work cut out for him. Certainly, but you know, Dallas has some talented guys. Let's see what they can do. Maybe they can do some uh, some wacky stuff. Hey. Juan Imhoff apparently isn't returning to, to United, '92. Maybe uh, Nate can call him up and bring him over from France. His brother happens to be in Dallas, so it might be a little reunion to be Ooh. made in the second half of the season there.
0: That's curious. You know, you said I, the word "eyeball" before, and I, I'm just—I I got Nate eyeballing me right behind you. He's just staring. He's just glaring at me with that, <laughs> with like, like a, like almost like a, a military posture uh, demeanor. I I don't want to mess I don't want to say anything because it's I'm feeling very uncomfortable but I am glad to see he's back in in the league in a coaching capacity uh he was also doing some color commentary for the league in the broadcast booth but he's at home on the pitch with a whistle and I think that uh I think it's going to go well for him down there uh what else you got
2: well I mean you know we're closing in on it now just a few weeks until the preseason but you know starting to see guys get uh, checked in already you know i I think one thing with the later start in the season is you know we we won't get as many late arrivals it seems like most of the visas have been kind of submitted a little bit earlier so hopefully we don't have too many of those delays so i mean you know it's starting to, to feel like we're it's hard to believe kind of that we're already halfway through january but you know, starting to feel like we're getting closer and soon we're going to have some preseason games announced and before long they're going to be playing. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Well, at the same time, some people in the continent are still buried in the snow, but uh, you know, it's, it, it's exciting times, you know,
0: and LA has been cranking out the, the announcements and signings, you know?
2: Yeah, but I, I, I mean, they already announced the full roster, so I don't really understand. I guess they're just going through there. Here's who we've got. So I don't really understand that whole process. Well, they had to the, uh, they had
0: to delay all that, right? So you know, give fans something to, to uh, look look at. And um, I think you know, I saw I, I, I there was a tweet out from a guy that said he sees the LA team dominating in the next couple of years. And I said, what do I put out something along the lines of um, well, what are, what are the San Diego Legion? seattle seawolves and utah warriors fans have to say about that do do you, do you think la is going to dominate in this division i
2: like, like his optimism reasons? but uh <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens i think uh uh you know let's just get them on the pitch and get some fans in there and, and get them moving forward again uh, before we start making those kinds of predictions they're certainly a long way from dominating in, in, in 2024 that's uh that's my prediction
0: i'll tell you what man everybody just you know the Seattle Seawolves are a very good team. Yeah. You know, uh, they're a solid team, and everybody just kind of, like, glosses over them. And I, I think
2: I think part of that is because they made kind of their big announcements early, and people, yeah. you know, maybe have kind of forgotten, you know, all of a sudden they're all enamored with Gitto and Naughty, and they forgot that, you know, Curry Draddy is sitting there, and look at all... Well, guys, Chad Swingluski, Jake Turnbull, uh, you know, uh, just look at the depth that they've got on that side. Uh, Joe Tafate is there this year. Uh, You know, Mac Mason getting him back. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, That's another team you can put two 15s together that are extremely competitive. So definitely, I I think that's a really compelling uh, battle at the top of the Western Conference this year, Seattle versus San
0: Diego. I think that's going to be great. And Coach Clark has done a great job up there, too. All right. Uh, final thoughts, Brian.
2: Well, I, I just think I'm looking, uh, you know, back at that uh, dispersal draft just reminded me this week, seeing, you know, the likes of Robbie Povey and, 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 and Ben and Richardson announced that, you know, there's still a few Canadians loitering around there that haven't been signed. You know, it, it might take loitering. A- it might take a couple weeks to get a visa or a month or two to get a visa, but man, those guys are going to be in demand when there's injuries later in the season. And uh, you know, and there's their, their salary doesn't cap uh, count under the cap. So I think there's still an opportunity for some teams to, to kind of stock up on some Canadian talent. There's a, uh, and you, there's know, what, you, you know, what you know what, plays,
0: what plays to that too, is the fact that the Hawks are now in the league and they're not there available for, teams to, you know, pick from during the course of the season, like starting in April, which is what the plan was, right? They could go in there and maybe get a couple of players, but now they're playing against them. So that works in favor of some of these pros that are without a contract right now, too. Have you been talking to Tom Kindley, uh, the GM of New England, to put the brothers back together, the Larson brothers back together now that you are the diehard New England Free Jacks fan that you are?
2: I send uh, those pitches. Every day, every day he gets my (laughs) texts. When's Larson going to be announced? The second one.
0: Come on, man. All right. Well, thank you, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. And thank you to John Fitzpatrick of Rugby Morning. Thank you to Danny Lee of the San Diego Legion. And thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the critically acclaimed The Rugby Odds the college rugby wrap-up hit that subscribe button on youtube please and join our weekly newsletter and also our american red cross blood donor team